Good evening, everyone. It is the 30th of Shvat, and the Rosh Chodesh Adar Aleph. Yeh, Mishen, 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 Yofi. So we are continuing in Purim as we march steadily along towards Purim. Okay, we're continuing in Kitzur Lukutei Lachas Halacha Beis on Purim. This learning is for the Rafuah Shlema of Yochavid Bat Liba, Liba Bat Yochavid Ari Ben Ana Louise, and the Hatzlacha of Adam Ben Karen and all of the Chayalei Tzahal, um, the return of the captives speedily and soon, the destruction of all of our enemies from within and without, and let's let's just do it and bring the Mashiach and finish the whole thing up. Fine. Halacha base kitzur lekute halachas halachas porim goes like this. Haman Amalek ratzal debatel ha'it parut shashem is baruch mispaer im amo Yisrael. Right. So once again, we we connect Chazal connects the character of Haman in the porim story directly to the nation of Amalek, our arch enemies who are always at war with the Lord God. So he says here, he says that Haman, what does is, what is Haman want? He wants to cancel the the, the, the glory, the, the beautification, the, the esteem that Hashem Yisbarach feels, that which he esteems with his nation of Israel, right? Hashem really loves us. He gets it's a kind of beauty, he gets a kind of... Um, uh, it's the pride, but pride is a gaava, um, esteem. Right, so Google translates as boasting, um, which also doesn't have great connotations, but we'll just leave that for now because I can't seem to find a better word and I don't have my gesture with me. Um, so he has this feeling of pride about us, this, this boastfulness about us. Val Cain, so how does Amalek, Haman Amalek, want to stop that? Right. What did what did Haman want? He wanted Lashmid, Larog, Labed. I think that's the lashon to utterly destroy all of the Jews. Right. So that's uh, so he starts off here with a very important point that in order to cancel the Vatel means to cancel to completely get rid of um, Hashem's boastfulness, his pride over his children, over Am Yisrael. Um, you have to kill every single Jew, right? Which is to say that Hashem, right? We might take pride in 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 Talmud Chachamim uh, and our our kids when they when they do the dishes and when everything goes right. Oh, I've, oh, my son, he's so great, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what he's saying here is the fact that it doesn't say he wanted to kill the Tzadikim. So he says, it says you want to kill everyone, right? Because as long as there's one Jew in the world, then Hashem would have the greatest, greatest love and he'd root for that one UD. Right? That's right. I heard Revelazer Brody say something very uh, uh, kind of difficult to hear once. He said that, that when we separate between Jews and we say this Jew's like this, this Jew's like this, right, we're being more anti Semitic than Hamas, right? Because Hamas just shoots a rocket. <laughs> towards Jews. Jews are there. Get Jews. Any Jews. 
kippah, no kippah, boy, girl, young, old, religious, not religious, anti-religious, etc. They say you're just going to shoot a rocket. And I just want to hit someone, anyone, any Jew will do. Right? So that's what that's what Haman Amalek is always saying. He's saying, I want to get rid of all the Jews, right? He loves us all equally. The and therefore he that's why he he caused his lottery to fall out on Khodesh Adar, right? That's what the Midrash says that he that Ki'ilu, he he made a Gorel, but in reality he set it up, right? He made sure it happened on Khodesh Adar Lama, Shemez Bomosha, right? Because in the in the month of Adar, right, Zion Adar this year is Zion Adar Bays is Moshe Rabbeinu's yard site, the day he passed away. Shehu ikuran shel hatzadike emes ha'oskin v'zeh legalos ha'isparus shel Yisrael kamvor b'fnim. Right, because what is what what is so important that that Moshe Rabbeinu's death in Adar um, is significant? Why? Because the ikar of the tzadike emes, what's the main he the, the the main right so the ikar is the main point the the central idea of the tzadike emes that they're that the that, that they are working in that which that main thing which the tzadike emes which the true tzadikim are toiling in are working in is to reveal the heat pa'arut of Israel right so he says he wants to he wants to Haman mission is to cancel the heat parut that Hashem, Hashem Baruch has for us. So he wants to kill us all. Not only does he want to kill us all, he wants to do it in the month in which Moshe Rabbeinu died. Why? Because what is the main toil that the Tzadik Emes does? He's trying to reveal the greatness of Om Yisrael. We see this Moshe Rabbeinu davening on, on our behalf no matter how, uh, you know, no matter how, how much we're whining and doing the wrong thing. He's always davening for us. He's always trying to find a new Kudotov. He's always trying to find a Dan Lachos for us, right? The Alkane Iker Yunikasa Humip Gamachila, therefore the main suckling that who I guess Yunikasoi from of the, the main suckling, the main sustenance which Haman Amalek takes is from Pagam Achila, the blemish in eating. As as Chazal teaches, it says Shinehenu Misudas Achashvirus, right? We, the Chazal way we mentioned this in the previous uh, halacha. But it says explicitly in Gemara Megillah that the reason why we were chayev to be destroyed, that there was there was an open opening in uh, dinim that we could be judged for destruction, is because we ate from the Suda of Achashverosh. Right? And I don't remember uh, the, the rabbis, the sages. Right? It says <coughs> uh, it says in the Gemara that when Achashverosh turns to what does it say? Uh, um, uh, the the Yodei Etim, those that know the times, that's referring to, I think, Shevet Yesachar. And Yodei Etim um, means the people who can calculate um, Kiddush HaChodesh, which apparently is very complicated, right? So so the, the very specifically, we had sages at that Suda, and that caused us to be, uh, there was space for us to be judged negatively there, judged for destruction. Pikat, why? Ki pagam ha'echila hubechinas Pagam hamizbeach. Wow, that's deep, right? So, what does that mean? Literally, means that the blemish of eating is the aspect of the blemish in the mizbeach in the altar in the base of Mikdash, right? So that's a, that's a further level. Further, right? That we know that this this meal was was negative in all kinds of ways. One Achashverosh is wearing the the um, 
the begadim of the Kohen Gadol, the, 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 the big day kahuna, the, the high priest's Yom Kippur garb uh, Achashverosh was wearing. And we know that they ate from vessels from the Beit HaMikdash because they were, they were making fun of us. Right? But on a deeper level, right, that the pagam, the blemish of actually eating there, also does a blemish to the Mizbeach. Right? We say that the, mizbe- the Shulchan in one's home, the Shulchan is like the Mizbeach. Right, and it's it should be a place of uh, kapara. Right, that's one of the reasons why you're supposed to always have salt on your table, <coughs> because there's always salt in the mizbeach. Shemisham yonik axilus vasidracha. That from this pagam in achila and pagam in mizbeach, yonik's from there kasilus stupidity vasidracha and the negative forces. Right, so where does all the stupid and all the evil come from in the world? Right, name your name your favorite uh, enemy: Hamas, the government, this government, that 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 people, whatever. You know, there's stupid and evil. That's um, um, I'm not going to name name any names right now. It's unnecessary, but that seems to be the the machla. Right, the the pagam is in achila in eating, and that gives feed gives life force to the forces of stupid and evil the genus klipas haman which is the klipa of haman haman is stupid and evil right that when this klipa right so first we have right rav nachman is always we're tracing ideas very logically this leads to this leads to this leads to this right there's a lot of there's, there's stages so the first stage is pagamanechila the blemish and eating that is the aspect of is parallel to Pagam ha mizbech, right? A blemish in the mizbech. That from there uh, is where klipas haman. Now I don't know if that's the same thing as haman amalek or if it's its own thing, but the klipa of haman suckles from there and suckles and becomes stupid and evil. And through this, nit aker hasecha, the secha becomes ikur is like to be clouded or muddied, right? Like if you take a stick in in water. Like in, in the in the, in the ocean, the water is very clear and blue. You take a stick and kind of kick up a bunch of sand with your foot or whatever. That's that's ikur, right? And mechoar uh, in modern Hebrew is that the same? No, that's not the same word. It's nitakir is to be clouded. The seichel becomes clouded. Gam etzal Yisrael kedoshim even by the Jews who are holy. Venis arev datam and their minds dot. Once again, we're going to talk about dots, right? We had the whole thing on dot last time. We're back to the dot again because Purim is all about adlo yada. Nis arev datam. Their minds get confused, get mixed up. Ad shenecheshach etzlam or hatzadik shemegale ha'isparus hanal. Until it is darkened by them, the light of the tzadik who reveals the hisparus hanal. Right. So, so there's this tzadik who's trying to to show Hashem how great Am Yisrael is, right? And at the same time, there's this Pagam in Achila, which creates a Pagam in the Mizbeach, which feeds Klipas Haman Amalek, which cloudies the, clouds the mind also of the Jewish people and confuses the Da'as until it becomes darkened, the light of the, the, light of the Tzadik becomes darkened, the, the light of the tzaddik who is revealing this this Hashem's aspect of pride and boastfulness and joy becomes darkened because um, of the clip of Haman Amalek. 
Wow, Vikar Tikkun how do we fix this? Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu. Okay, so you've painted the problem. You've explained exactly right when the stupid evil people try to uh, kill all of the Jewish people um, because we are, and, and amongst us there is uh, problems with eating. How do we fix this? This sounds much too uh, germane, much too uh, real. Um, I don't want to stay in the problem. What's the solution? Okay, so we have a few things to do. And at first they might seem like they're coming in stages, but we'll explain at the end that they're love dafka, um, like a chronological thing, I guess. But he says like this, How do we fix this? Right, through the words that are spoken by the tzaddik ha'emes, the true tzaddik, who is on the level of Mordechai. Ve'hadiburim halalu holchim v'nichtavim gam b'sifrei ha'umos v'chines v'shamo holech v'chol ha'vedinos. Right, so you first you need a tzaddik who's in the level of Mordechai. And then once the tzaddik is in the level of Mordechai and he says things, and then those things have to be uh, become famous, holchim v'nichtavim, they go out and they are written down also in the books of the non-Jews. Right, um, as it says, where's the pasuk bichinas, which is like when it says v'sham o holech b'chol medinas, and mentions of him went throughout all the countries. Okay, and then what happens? V'az hatova kavush ben ha'akum mutzei et elu adiburim haktsuvim b'sifrayim. Okay, so then, so the words of the tzaddik could go out, and they go very far, right? And then this. To this good which has been conquered amongst the non-Jews finds these words which are written in their books, right? Which is like when it says, and they found what was written that, that which Mordechai said, right? Um, essentially, when I think that's referring to when the king opens the chronicles and sees with Mordechai what happened with Mordechai. Through this, we get Geri, converts. Right as it says at the end of the Megillah, many people from the nations of the world meet Yahadim, a funny uh, reflexive bird, verb, they became Jude, they Jewified. Um, but he says here they converted. It's a funny lashon, but they became Jewish. Shekol el apsukim mevorim b'migilas Esther, and all of this, all these verses he brings here. Parentheses. I don't know why this note is necessary, but all of these verses he brings here are explained in Megillus Esther. Going on, further stages in this in the tikkun we have to do goes like this. Right. So when we do these things, when we have the tzaddik on the level of Mordechai, whose words are written. And then, um, and then the good conquered inside of the Umos, inside of the non-Jewish nations, can find the words of the tzaddik, which have gone so far down. And then we can have Gerim. And at this point, it says, Nishlam HaMizbeach, Benishlam right? The Mizbeach, right? The place of Kapar, the place where we bring sacrifices, is fixed. And the mind is fixed. And then we can be we can merit to receive then the light of the tzaddik 
who is revealing the Hitparut of Am Yisrael. Wow. He says, but Amalek. So it sounds at first glance like he's saying first this, then this, then this, then this. Right? But then when it says Amalek, right, I think that it's saying that it's it's not a cumulative thing that like you need this and then this and only once you get to the very end do you can you bring down Haman Amalek. No, I think that he's saying that each one of these things, it might be a consequent uh, it might be a sort of in, in sequence, a sequential order of fixing, but I think he's saying it's not just about the end goal of of uh, completing the Mizbeach and completing the mind and and receiving the of the Tzadik, that all of these steps along the way, right, are part of fighting Haman Amalek, right, finding, what is it, finding, and and all of this, it, there's not even really a whole lot that I can do, like, how would I do this, right, how would I contribute to this, how would I take part in this, so this all seems like a giant process that's that's sort of bigger than than any one person. Like, how would I make sure that there's a tzaddik and the love of Mordechai? I don't know. That's kind of Hashem's job, right? And how would I make sure that this tzaddik's words get out and become, you know, make it into the papers? I don't know. That's sort of Hashem's job, right? And then this this hidden, this conquered good inside of the nations, how does it find it? I don't know. That's Right? So all of this seems like Hashem's got to do a lot of heavy lifting here, right? So, what is a Nasegerim? Nasagarim, right? Well, so what's one thing that I can do, right? Because once again, as as we the the principle that we're always going with is that Rav Nachman, and even though this is this is Rav Churinzal uh, collecting the writings or making parishim of Kutulechas, I'm not sure which, but either way, this is what Rav Nachman Rav Nachman wants to give us eitzes. He wants to tell us tell us how to better serve Hashem, right? So if he's giving us a whole bunch of processes that I have no control over. I'm not really a part of. So he doesn't, Rav Nachman doesn't teach us things. Brezlach doesn't bring us ideas, just stomp to know things, because who cares about knowing things? I want to know what to do, right? So the one thing that I can do, perhaps, is that whenever possible, to try and speak the words of the tzaddik, right? Because who knows who I can speak to? And that doesn't mean, right, if I'm on Facebook, if I'm on some, you know, uh, the uh, running shoe enthusiast Facebook uh, group, I'm going to bust down and say, hey guys, you know what Rav Nachman says about running shoes? Right, that's not the point. That's It doesn't have to be heavy-handed, right? Just to, even just to bring uh, thankfulness, simcha, um, gratitude, positive energy into into our interactions, right? That's, that's also... Um, Right, because once again, it's not just the words of the tzaddik; it's the words of the tzaddik who's trying to find hitpa'a roots in Yisrael. Right, so if we show the people, if if I can show a person who who maybe maybe is non-Jewish, maybe is, is lives far away, etc., uh, maybe isn't so connected to Hashem, um, then I can show them right. This the the the, the being Jewish is something to be proud of, right? The living in Israel, something you're proud of, right? There's a lot of positive, wonderful things going on in Am Yisrael. Here we are. Hey, hey. Um, and of course, right? It's it's it's. Uh, I've met at least a few uh, converts who became, who got into Yehadut because they were asking questions in in notes or in Christianity. And they didn't like the answers they found, and so they eventually converted, 
right? So this that that was that is literally what's going on here, where someone on the level of Mordechai Moshe Rabbeinu, right? His words went became famous, became part of the books, non-Jewish books, right? The Christian Bible, and um, and people from there can can come back. It's a wild thing. It's a wild, wild thing. And this is all Bechinus, how we bring down Haman Amalek, right? That there's just kind of a process in the universe, it sounds like, where the the Torah that's fallen far, far, far away um, is like a magnet which attracts the good inside, and that inspires, and that connects to the people that are that are in those faraway places. Okay. So the the downfall of Haman Amalek sounds more like a, a giant kind of global universal process that um, has a lot more to do with Ratzon Hashem than anything else, it seems like here. Ve'alkin, therefore, ha-megillah nichtav agam b'sifrahim. That's why the Megillah was also written in the books of the nations. Ve'akasuv misapar and the the Megillah itself testifies to this. It says, K'moshe Kasuv, as it says, V'chol ma'asei takpoi v'chudei halo hem k'suvim al sefer divrei hayamim l'malkei madei paras. Right, and all of the action, <coughs> all the story of Mordechai attacking all these things, they are all uh, written in the chronicles of the kings of Madai and Paras, right, this is the second to last Pasuk in the Megillah, that um, that Mordechai's story became world famous. That's how great Mordechai was. Right, that the words, the holy words, Mordechai's holy words went and they were heard, uh, they were heard to a far distance, so far, so much, until they were even written in their books, right? And I wrote here, Brita Hadash, right, the, the Christian Bible, and also the Quran, right? I've, I've listened to segments of the Quran. Um, it's a total mess, but... Um, he, they're bringing bringing ideas that are straight out of Chazal, bringing um, you know ideas about Nida, ideas about uh, theft and courts and stuff like that. Also, he's t- taking verses, tells stories from the Torah. The story of Mount Torah um, is in the first chapter of the Quran, etc. Um, so it can go even so far. Moshe Rabbeinu's words, right? Think about it like this thought about this once, right? I grew up, and on Sunday mornings, there'd be these um, shows uh, broadcasting the sermons, and I never watched it. I would flip through. I only had seven channels at the time, so if it was on, it was, you know, at least I would see that it was there. Um, and I would see there's uh, churches broadcasting their their uh, Sunday morning uh, prayers, services, etc. And I would, I remember seeing, like, the Book of Kings, Chapter 3, right? Uh, Samuel 1, Chapter 7, right? And so I never heard any rabbis talking about Samuel or Kings or anything, so I just kind of assumed they were Christian books, right? Um, and then, lo and behold, they're not. I mean, the, the, the Christians have, have are borrowing them and heavily lean on parts of them, but... Um, the idea that, and this this is what kind of blew me away once I started actually studying the Torah, that the Torah was given to the Jewish people, 
36-ish hundred years ago, right? There's a small tribe of people, called a million people, whatever. They said two, two, million, two, two million people, I don't know, say two million people, right? 3,600 years ago, they have this set of laws. They have this, this uh, dietary things and laws about food and laws about marriage and laws about uh, courts and laws about agriculture, etc. the whole thing. Laws about prayer, laws about sacrifice, right? And it's specifically intended for this one tribe when they are to be the custodians of this one land, the land of Israel, right? And that's it. And then what happens... I'm not going to do a whole Jewish history podcast here, but, you know, I and Jean learn read Paul Johnson's History of the Jews. Great way to start. Somehow, that book of laws slash spirituality slash morality slash ethics, etc., um, became a book that is translated into every language, that is in every corner of the world, that, right, that the whole world... Um, and I don't mean every single person on the world, and I don't mean every single, you know, um, religion, etc., but billions of people on earth belong to a religion which is on some level either directly in line with that, that the Torah, that's us, Am Yisrael, or borrows from it heavily, or borrows from people who borrowed from it heavily, etc., um, Right, so the words of Moshe Rabbeinu have indeed spread out through the entire world, and that's that's it's just sort of part of our civilization. So I don't really think about it. Uh, at least I didn't. Maybe maybe you do. Um, the 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 power of the words of Moshe Rabbeinu, the strength, the the universality, the 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 godliness, is so rich that people who are completely that are not Jewish, that have never, are never not involved in this part of the world at all, have no connection to this part of the world, don't speak Hebrew, don't want to, they, they connect. I mean, how many Bob Marley songs, just you know, to point out where this goes to? By the rivers of Babylon. Is that Bob Marley? It's not Bob Marley. Then we sat down and there we wept. When we remembered Zion, right? David Melech, how far have his words gone, right? Etc. Right? So that's all part of the destruction of Haman Amalek, somehow. Somehow, somehow, right? It's like a big thing. It's a really big thing happening here. It's a big battle, it's a big enemy, and it's a big goal. But anyway, so that's the Tzadik Mordechai, how his words got written in the books of the non-Jews. Uh, it was written in their books, And then, when it goes in their, in their books, then we can make Gerim, and we can, uh, we can pull all of the Tikkunim, we can attract, I don't know. Okay, now we're going to now we're going to figure out some stuff that we can actually do. How can I affect this somehow? And because that the main thing that we hear the words of Mordechai Merchok so much, this is a weird sentence. 
what's the main way that we that Mordechai's words can be heard from a distance? Is That's when the air is nach pleasant and zach clear. So how do you get pleasant and clear air? Kamuva kamuvoyer bifnim as explained inside. Shazen ase alidei tzedaka. Right, when we give tzedakah, when we give money to charity, we clarify and purify the air. And through this, we make shalom and love, peace and love, man, to the souls of the Jewish people. Right, in this... This bechina, the the aspect of air which is uh, pleasant and clear through the mitzvah of of uh, how how do we achieve that through the mitzvah of matanus giving uh, giving gifts to the poor on Purim right giving tzedakah on Purim specifically high tzedakah manus ish who also giving giving baskets of food two brachas two separate brachas uh, a man a fellow to his friend. Right? And how do we? What does that do? That increases peace. Or you're walking down the street, you're handing people. Right? When I when I first got to Israel, my my I had like I got this like big bag of chocolate and a big bag of, of sweet nuts, and I would make. And I was like, that's crazy expensive, right? I realized if I just get a bag of apples, and um, I don't know um, uh, a whole thing of, of lollipops or something. Apples is hates, lollipops is, is uh, shahakal. So you walk down the street and just hand out apples, lollipops, apples, lollipops. Here you go, here, here you go. Right? And that's such a good feeling, right? That's so sweet. Someone just gave me an apple and a lollipop. So much fun. It's just, it's fantastic. Just giving, giving, giving. Right? Someone, someone explained to me once, right? There's, there's an idea in sociology, some, some anthropology, some class I studied in college, and we spoke about the, um, I guess the anthropological or sociological, I forget what, what the adjective was, meaning of like Halloween is is the, the space between life and death, right? That's why uh, men dress up as monsters and women dress up as uh, seductresses, right? There's the incubus and the succubus. No, that's not correct, um, right? The women dress up as sex, men dress up as, dress up as death, Um Right and 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 it happens in October in a, in a time of transition in the autumn, um, and Purim, is, anthropologically, I'm going to say, uh, fulfills a similar type of um, it's a similar type of holiday in that there's costumes in that it's in a transitional part of the season. It's between instead of summer uh, to winter as it is in a, in Halloween, it's in uh, winter into spring. It's a different sort of transition. It's it's transitioning not into dying, but into into life, into birth, into green. Right, Esther was green, of course. The world around us is green, as the rains are uh, the the green from the rains is is um, giving the ground life. It's very beautiful. Right, but the main difference, well, the main difference, a difference, a main difference. There's a lot of differences between Halloween and Purim, but. One of the main differences on Purim, you knock on the door, you say, trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat, right? And you demand food, as opposed to Purim, where you go door to door and you drop off food, right? We give, right? We don't we don't run around trying to take, we run around trying to give. And that increases shalom between a man and his friend. And through this, the Mizbeach is completed. Because this is the Tikkun of Achila, 
the fixing of eating, and that that when this happens, the stupidity can't suckle from from mimena from the pagam. Right. <coughs> so this stupidity can still feast, but only for its basic life force and not more. It can't get bigger. Because when we eat like this, our minds are completed, become mushlam. And that's the mitzvah of the Surah of Purim, right? So we so he's explaining how the downfall of Amalek, the preparation for it is by giving tzedakah and giving gifts of food on Purim, which both increases Ava and Shalom in the world, which clarifies the world, clarifies the air, which makes it easier for the words of the tzaddik to be heard and received and found by the Nikudot the, the stuck in the far places, right? And then when we eat the Sudas Purim, we're mashlim the das, we're mashlim the mizbeach, uh, by going adlo yada. But okay, no again, the Sudas Purim simuchler. That's where we're supposed to do the Sudas Purim towards the evening. Achar shekvar kimu kol mitzvahs and all. After we've already done all the mitzvahs, right? Mikra megillah mishloch. What are the mitzvahs? Mikra megillah mishloch manos umatanat levyonim. Right, we have to first do the mitzvah megillah, the mitzvah of giving gifts, and the mitzvah of giving tzedakah. Through all of this, our eating is fixed. Therefore, that's why we um, fast on Tainus Esther the day before Purim. Of course, we don't eat this year. Purim is Motzei Shabbos, so we fast. We fast on Friday. We fast. We might fast on Thursday, I believe. Uh, but I don't recall. Maybe Friday. Maybe fast on Friday. I don't know. Kigama tainis hubachinas tikun because even fasting is another kind of tikun achila, right? Tikun of the desire to eat. haman kanal. That's where haman gets his yinika from. That's where haman suckles from the desire to eat unhealthy eating and appropriate eating. And also, it's good. One should be the, the, those. There are those whose minhag is to give tzedaka. Right, everyone gives tzedaka on Tainus Esther. Because the main, uh, main, main, main fixing of pekam is tzedaka. Because when we give tzedaka, the mizbeach is completed and everything is fixed. Canal. So, so it sounds like. He's kind of introducing a principle, the general sort of connecting what are the mitzvahs of the day and how do they connect to this bigger picture of destroying Amalek. Bigger picture destruction of Amalek comes through the the avoda of the mitzvahs of the day. Um, my plan on Purim is to daven Nates. I try and get to Nates whenever I can. But certainly on Purim, the first time I ever done Nates on Purim, and we were done, you know, you, you finish at like 7 in the morning, right? Nates is like 5.30 on Purim, and this year it's a month later, but let's say it's 6 o'clock. Um, and and you, you're done, 7, 7.30. It's like the whole day is open. I highly recommend that. Um, Davenates on Purim. Maybe we should Davenates every day. But that's not so easy all the time, necessarily.
But anyway, so that is Kitzur Lekutei Halachas, Halacha Beis. A little background into what is Haman's desire, how we can cancel that desire, how the kid desire gets canceled, and how we can uh, prepare the world to make it more more possible for Hashem to destroy the klipa of Haman Amalek. Bizarre uh, Hashem will see it speedily and soon within our days. Hope you are well. God bless and Chodesh Tov.